What's up, everybody? We're live here with Hank on the Smoke Break MMA. I've took a little bit of a break here lately. I haven't been doing many interviews, but I, I reached out to... I'm always open to have fighters, you know, uh, amateur fighters, pro fighters, UFC, Bellator. A lot of people I know that uh, do commentating or interviews, they just stick to the UFC, you know, and a lot of great fighters are in pr promotions like Bellator, LFA, PFL, you know, all these other organizations... And I'm very happy and very pleased to be joined today by Leo Kuntz. What's up, Hank? I'm proud to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. How's it going tonight? For, for those of you who don't know, I mean, this is a true vet, a true fighting veteran. How, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have an 18 and 4 professional record? Yeah, 18, 18, 4 and 1, actually. I have one draw one as draw. well. So, yeah. And I got, uh, seven, I'm 17 and 1 in the welterweight division. Um, my last four fights have been at, at 155. And, uh, I've gone 1 and 3 at 155. So my next fight, my next fight, I'm done at 155 pound weight class. It's not my weight class. It's not good. Not good. Not good. Doesn't look good on me. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to be back up at 170 for my next fight, for sure. Yeah, because Sheer Dog has you listed as a 155-pounder, but most of, you know, your fights are at 170. And, you know, you just mentioned, you know, your record at that. It, it Was you just depleting yourself getting down to that weight? Was it you just draining yourself to make the weight? Yeah, that's part of it, cutting too much weight. Uh, you know, and then it has takes a toll on your training camp and things like that as well when you're cutting too much weight like that and uh yeah it was it wasn't good i well, i actually had an undiagnosed uh, double ear infection for my first and second ufc fights that uh i'm sure yeah i'm sure it had a lot to do with how much time i was spending in the sauna and I would just keep getting to feel like water would get in my ears, and and then eventually what it got to is it would get in, and then it wouldn't come out, and it'd be sweat and stuff like that too, and I didn't know what was going on, and that there was no pain. So, um, but I, after my second UFC fight, the water wouldn't come out. I couldn't get the fluid water out of my ear. It was like there's water in it all the time. So I finally went to the doctor, and the doctor's like, "Hey, man," I went to the ENT, and he's like, "Dude, uh, I can't even get the tool in your ear." You know, because it's the, my ear canal was too swollen. He couldn't even get the instrument in my ear to see what my eardrum looked like, because they were yeah, my ears are both both that swollen from being infected. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's I'm done with that. Way. It's crazy you say that. You know, because I, I just had to go to the hospital a couple of days a couple of days ago get my right ear drained and flushed. They had uh, it wasn't even really. It was just stopped up like water and eardrops i took eardrops to try and i'm sure you did the same stuff you buy those eardrops to try to get it out and it just makes it worse yeah so i yeah. actually had yeah. to i'm sure you know that little pick tool they have where it's a long pick and it shoots water yeah i, I had to go, yeah i had to go in there and have that procedure done done well it's not really a procedure it's just you know like a quick little little rinse thing but yeah. that shit hurts they stick it it feels like it's in your brain <laughs> Yeah, they couldn't even get it in my ear, the tool. So you was, was so, on... Yeah, they were so swollen. You couldn't even get the tool to see, you know what I mean? Let yeah. alone to work. Just the one that lets you see what's in there, you couldn't even get that in my ear. So you was on season 16 of Ultimate Fighter too, right? That's right. Yeah. So who was the coaches? My memory's a little bad. Who was the coaches on that season? 
Oh, shit. I can't remember for sure either, but it was Roy Nelson. I know for sure. I was only on the first episode. It was Roy Nelson and I want to say Shane Carwin, if that sounds right. Yeah, that's who it was. So you did you get eliminated because you lost your fight or because you had to – You they sent yeah, you home? Yeah, I lost my – Oh no! I lost my fight against. Uh, I lost my first fight against Sam Alvey. Oh, which is a middleweight. Which who's a, who's a goddamn middleweight? And you're just saying you you fought at one fifty five. Yeah, at that time he was. So that time he was fighting one seventy. So he hits like a middleweight though. It's pretty hard. Yeah, and and fights at middleweight now. That's I mean, just thinking about that. <laughs> you just said you 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 used to weigh in at one fifty five, and you're fighting a guy who weighs in now one eighty five. <laughs> Yeah. Smiling Sam Alvey. He's a yeah. good dude. Smiling Sam's a good dude. Yeah. Other than Sam. I seen I that on your record. I, I seen on, another thing that sticks out on your record is you fought a lot of the same people more than once. Like, I, I see where you, you fought one guy twice, oh. and then you fought another guy twice. No, and then, no, no, no. There's one guy I fought three times. It's probably what you're thinking of. You had a tie once, yeah, and then and you submitted him once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I won once. No, I, I won twice. Yeah. And we had one draw. Yeah. It was. Is it? I won twice. We had one draw. Is it a? Is it weird facing the same person that many times, or is it like? Do you you feel like once you fought somebody once, you got like their good. number? Well, no. It all just depends. But I mean, it was good because he was a hometown favorite i was a hometown favorite so it was good for the fight card good for the promotion you know things like that so as we were mentioning you know before we went live you are a free agent you know you uh a few uh, uh, people underestimate today the word free agent you know in in uh mma you know because people like eddie alvarez uh, which you really when the ufc has you under contract like you can't just call the ufc and say Okay, I'm done. I quit. They still have you under contract. That you can, they can choose, you know, to let you go about your business. But more times than not, they're probably not going to. Did the UFC give you any hassle? Did they release you? And no, they cut. They cut me. That's what I got. That's what happened to me. They cut me. I had a four fight contract, but they, you know, the way that they basically have a contract, you know, um, that the terms of the contract favored UFC immensely so uh yeah they pretty much kind of not do whatever they want but i mean you know it's based on performance and things like that so even though i was signed for four fights i lost two in a row they cut me so right and did you ever had any like personal experiences with dana not really i mean not that i can think of that come off the top of my head right because you know, it's just like I loved fighter when I was in the UFC. It was my first couple, first fights in the big shows, you know what I mean? And I bought, went 0-2, so you don't get paid much attention by Dana when you uh, when you got 0-2, so. Right. My, my point being, like, if you worked at a, a normal, like, factory job, you're going to know your boss. You know, like, you, you meet your boss, you have meetings, you have, like, a, a weekly meeting. The UFC... Yeah, well, he's not your boss. Dana's just, uh, you know... That's he's the face. He's not the real boss. You know what I mean? Like he just he don't make the decisions. That's you know he's he's just the face of the company. Really, it makes it seem like he does, but you know those guys behind the scenes that are pulling the trigger. It's not him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
But uh, you mentioned PFL. PFL, you're not you're not really like uh, you're kind of just what you're waiting patiently to see if PFL calls. Well, right now I'm a replacement. I'm on a replacement, oh, replacement list. list. So if yes. there's guys that, uh, yeah, yeah. So if there's guys that get hurt in the tournament, they need replacement fighters. I'm on a list, guys, short list of guys for, at 170 for their replacement fighters. And then I'm also my manager uh, just recently talked to Bellator. Uh, actually, and uh, they used to have uh, quite a bit of interest in me in the past, um, you know, but uh, uh, they, they actually offered me to fight, they actually offered me two title fights with Ben Aspen. Ooh. But that was, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a long time ago, though. Yeah. Yeah, ben Askren yeah, now yeah. look look at the the journey he's on you know that like that could uh and obviously you know Ben Askren is one of the best wrestlers in the world and one of the best grapplers in the world but his uh, his career took a huge left turn when they traded Mighty Mouse for him. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I yeah, took a good turn for him assuming he keeps winning fights, you know, which he should. He's a pretty tough dude, but you know, he's a little small at the 170 pound weight class. Horrible body, Ho- horrible body. Oh <laughs> yeah, he's just small, like you know, 155. Could he make it? Probably, but is it worth it? Probably not. He's kicking, kicking ass at 170. So, was that a controversial you know, stoppage with Robbie Lawler? Should that have been stopped, or should that have not been stopped? I don't know. I'm not a ref. I don't want you know. It's hard to say that ain't my job i'm glad i don't have it it's a thankless job you know you do your job 100 percent right nobody comes says hey thanks man you were awesome ref no they're just like oh you did what you were supposed to do but you fuck up you make a mistake or there's something controversial and then all you know then it's oh man it's the ref's fault so yeah the guys guys got a shitty job i thought it was okay i thought it was an okay stoppage because robbie like that referee had to make it that decision in a split second. So I, I give him a like you said, you do it perfect every time. Nobody ever says shit. You fuck up one time, and they're never gonna let you hear the end of it. But I would much rather him fuck up a little too soon as a little too late. You never want to see a fighter get hurt severely. Right? Yeah, of course not. Nobody wants that. That's not. Uh... This is a sport, man. This ain't, uh, you know, this ain't uh, live combat situations, nothing like that. So, yeah, this is a sport, man. You know, but you don't want nobody to get hurt. So, so you mentioned Bellator. I mean, maybe I can think of one guy I wouldn't mind hurting. But, uh, <laughs> Perfect segue. You mentioned Bellator, and you know, to me, I've watched you know your highlights, and I looked up your highlight reel, and your record is, you know, like I said, eighteen four and one. I mean, that's most people. If you finish. Like that, that that's a good. Was, that, that's a good career if you finish like that. Bellator, to me, would be a perfect fit because of one name, and that and obviously you know that one name is Dylan Dennis. Dylan Dennis, has he responded? Has he responded to you? Because I've seen you talk a lot of shit to him, and it, you're not really shit talking, just kind of telling him the truth. And then does has he ever yeah, responded? That's right. Well, that's one of those things, man. I've never shit talk. I've never been. Uh, I never talk no shit to nobody in this sport, man. Okay, because like I said, this is one of those sports where it's about respect. It's about paying your dues. It's about 
putting the time in in the cage, you know, bleeding on the mat, you know. Uh, he ain't done that yet. And, uh, I mean, he wants to come in here and talk like he knows what's up and like he's some big dick swinging, you know. And this dude has got one professional fight in. And I tell you what, somebody needs to shut him up. And that's what I'm going to do. And that's actually what I did because, yeah, I've been talking a lot of trash to him. And he hasn't been saying nothing. And I've just been kind of waiting. I was like, well, he's going to he's gonna say something here soon. You know, something something's going to happen. And, well, here, little chicken shit <laughs> went and blocked me on his Twitter feed, on his oh, Twitter account. no. Yeah, but that's all right because while I'm doing a podcast tonight, I did a podcast last night actually with Adam Hunter on MMA, MMA Roasted. So we're gonna get the new, we're gonna get the word out. We're yep. gonna spread the news <laughs> about Dennis. Let everybody know exactly what kind of pollo he is. You know, he's uh, he's a big chicken. That's all he is, man. He's a big chicken hiding in his little chicken coop. At Scott Coker, sign Leo so we can see this damn fight. Scott <laughs> Coker, sign Leo Coons. Sign Leo Coons. Even even if you have to do a fight like like if they made you do a warm up fight, like if you had to do one before that, even that would be fine. And I want a contract. And then 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 uh maybe we can get something in the contract where Dylan's gotta gotta get me back on his Twitter. Quit being a little <laughs> bitch, you know, because, uh, I mean, hey, dude, that's what you do. This, this, this sport's about, uh, you got a problem with somebody, you tell them, you tell them to their face and then you guys settle it in the cage, you know, or, 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 or somebody tells you that they have a problem with you and you run and hide like a little bitch. And that's what Dylan is, he's a little bitch. So you definitely can't take away that, you know, and I mentioned this earlier, he is fantastic at Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I mean, he is, he has an amazing jiu-jitsu game, but MMA, jiu-jitsu is not all there is in MMA. You know, you boxing, kickboxing, the clinch, the... Well, Dylan Dennis seems to think it is. <laughs> he's he's doing well, but the, the opponents they're giving him are very low end. Like, they're giving him guys with a 0-5 yeah, record. Someone like me in there against him his first fight because I'll just fucking crush him and smash his face in and retire him in his first fight, you know. So, I mean, you got to build a guy like that up. You can't just, you know, get him, let him get mobbed his first fight by some fucking veteran. You know what I mean? Do you 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 see yeah, where they're I, going I, though? You see their you see you see their angle. You know, they're trying to they're trying to get as much money yeah, off of him they can. Yeah. Followers, yeah. I mean, shit. I don't blame Bellator at all for the interest they have in him. I wouldn't blame any organization for having interest in him. But you know, thing is, is he's bad for these organizations because uh, he's just he's bad for the sport, man. And uh, that's all right. I'm gonna go and uh, and I'm gonna change that. And we're gonna we're gonna make him good for the sport. And we're gonna do that by smashing his face into the canvas. I think being tested against somebody like you, you know, like an, an, an old blood and guts type of fighter, and uh, I don't know if you've ever got this. There's nothing he can hit me with that I'm <coughs> concerned about. <coughs> I'm like him. I have been tested. I have been. Right. I have been tested. Cage. I've 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 paid my dues. I've you know I've taken my licks, man. Uh, I've shown that I can stand out there with 
185 pounders, uh, you know, big, big, big guys, Sam Alvey's knocking guys out in the UFC. All right. You know, uh, so yeah, whatever. I'm worried about Dylan's hands. Do you see, cause I mean, Dylan, he's got management that picks his opponents, you know, and Scott picks his opponents. You like, you'd almost have to kind of trick him into maybe thinking he could beat you. You know what I mean? Because if he actually thought that, okay, I can beat this guy. Like, if he thought in his head, I can take him down and I can beat him, he would fight you. But if he thought... Don't think that. Don't think that. That's why he's blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> if he thought that, uh, he wouldn't have me blocked on Twitter. And he'd be talking shit to me like a man and telling me uh, telling me that he wants to, wants to get in my face because he doesn't like how I'm approaching him. But uh, that's not what he's doing. He's tucking his tail and running and hiding, you know, like a, like a little dog, like an animal. So he, He's definitely a polar I, – I wouldn't say polarizing figure in MMA because he's, he's new. You know, he hasn't even been around that long. He's only got one win. But he's probably one of the most hated. And a lot of it's because people hate Connor, but Dylan does bring a lot of it on himself. I mean, like you said, he – he talks like he's 20 and 0. He he talks like he's 20 20 and 0 with 20 submissions. And <laughs> in this sport to to get to that like legend status like a Forrest Griffin or Chuck Liddell, you know, or like an Anderson Silva, you got to pay your dues. You got to you got to win, you got to lose, you got to bleed, you know, you got to go through adversity and we haven't seen that from him yet. He's going to bleed. He's going to bleed, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I don't see how they could not make it happen. Like you're a free agent, you're 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 completely open. Yeah, my manager's already. You know, uh, the negotiations are in the works. I mean, uh, just at a matter of time. At this point, is just waiting for something to open up. You know, and something to open up. I mean, they got a great welterweight division. There's gonna be get someone's got to lose, someone's got to win. That's how it goes, man. So if there's gonna be guys losing. Roster's gonna open up when it does. You know, I'm gonna be right there to just be right on Dylan's ass, man. And the we guy, all, he's, you know, he don't know what's coming. He don't know what's coming. He don't. We also have a relatively new organization, Bare Knuckle Fighting. Would you, if they called, you know, and was like, "Hey, we got a Bare Knuckle fight," would that be something you'd be interested interested in? Yeah, actually, I've actually already expressed uh, interest uh, uh, to my manager. Uh, about some of this bare knuckle stuff, especially with uh, some of the names that they're starting to get in there. Gets pretty respectable names. Polly Malish. I don't even know how to pronounce his damn last name, <laughs> but uh, pro boxer. You know, yeah, he's, he's, uh, 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 guy, yeah, yeah, he's gonna be pretty legit. So Jason Knight. Then I think Artem Lobov. You know, right? It's in Lobov in there too. Yep. Ar- uh, Jason Knight's fighting Artem Lobov. I. I I have Jason on the show all the time. You know, I talk to Jason, and a lot of people are sleeping on Jason. Do you, do you know Jason Knight, by the way? Uh, I don't know if I do. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, he's a. I don't follow the sport as much as I should. But. He's just a little scrapper. You know, just want to kind of like you, just a little, a little scrapper who's got a lot of fights. Very tough. Uh, you know, the the UFC just cut him a couple of months ago, but. I mean, Artem is going to have his hands full. Artem is going to have his hands full with Jason Knight. He's an old country boy. Good, good. Yeah, those guys, while they're tough, what can I say? 
he uh, we've made a lot of jokes, you know, that this is will definitely not be his first fight with bare knuckles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll believe that. I'll believe that for sure. What about yourself? You know, have you uh, before you got into MMA? You know, was you a, a street fight type of a Jorge Masvidal, so to say, or no? You wasn't like that. Oh no, 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 nothing like that at all. Actually, I was. Uh, I was actually. That's kind of strange. I was actually known for, I was actually known as a street fighter, never having been in a street fight, simply <laughs> for the fact that anytime a fight almost did happen, I just never, I wasn't playing, so I was like, no, we're not going to sit here and throw, we're not going to sit here and push, push each other around and yell and scream. I mean, if you get in my face, you're going to get punched, and people... They know that, you know what I mean? They they know that, they sense that, and uh, so nobody ever fucked with me, and that was just that was just uh, the reputation I had growing up in the area I'm from, and uh, I never even had to throw a punch, man. It was just it's just how it went. A lot of times you don't even have to show people; it's just the the intent, you know, the the intent of showing them. <clears throat> well, yeah, people know what's in your heart, man. If, uh, if you, you know, if they, if you got it in your heart that someone crosses a line that uh, you're gonna, you know, put their face in the dirt, you know, people know that, and they won't, um, you know, they know that they recognize that. So, well, Leo, man, I appreciate you coming on. I can't wait, you know, to hear what's in store. Uh, I'm gonna make a prediction. I'm gonna make a bold prediction. I'm gonna say. By January of wait, what what are we in? We're in March. I'm gonna say by March of next year, you you will be signed to Bellator, and you will be one to two fights away from Dylan Dennis. Oh no! By next year, this time I'm gonna be one to two fights away from our rematch, where he's gonna be begging <laughs> for a rematch because I fucking put his dick in the dirt in the first fight, so. I don't see how it doesn't happen. I, I, I honestly don't. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, man. I'll have you on again. If you you know if you hear any news, you know if you hear any uh, breaking news, or if you want to break some news, just hit me up. Yeah, well, I want to break Dylan's face. Tell that <laughs> much for sure. So. Well, it, it's weird he blocked you. That's kind of a pussy move that he blocked you. That's what I'm saying, you know, and I'm glad you got me on the show here. We're going to help uh, get the message out, you know. And, uh, so any listeners out there, why don't you just go uh, go let uh, Dylan Dennis know Leo's looking for him, all right? You can't run and you can't hide. I'm coming to your organization. Go tell him on his Instagram. Tell him Big Dick Leo Lyons looking for him, all right? The lion, and he's about to fucking eat this carcass. That's right. That's right. All day, my friend. Leo, thank you so much, man. You have a good rest of the night. Appreciate it, Hank. Have a good one, my friend. Take care. Be careful. Hope you guys enjoyed this interview with Leo Kuntz, the lion, UFC vet, ultimate fighter vet. The dude fought Sam Alvey at 170 pounds. He's a 155 pounder. Like you, he's, I mean, he's a 170 pounder, but the dude has fought at 155 pounds and he fought fucking Sam Alvey, who is a middleweight. That's crazy. Like, I was looking at his record and I was like, you know, duh, 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 duh. Sam Alvey. I was like, Sam Alvey? He fought Sam fucking Alvey? What the hell? I mean, great guy, you know, great fighter. 18, 4, and 1. I mean, most. 
veterans. If you end your career, your 18 wins, four losses, and one draw, you had a fucking hell of a career. You you could have you possibly could have been world champ. You know what I mean? Tony Ferguson, I think, has three losses on his record. Connor has three, three or four. So I mean keep an eye out for Leo Kuntz. He is coming to Bellator and what a rivalry he's got with uh Dylan Dennis. I love to see that fight. I believe it will happen. I believe we will see Leo Kuntz very soon in the Bellator cage. Hope you guys enjoyed. Hit me up. Hit him up. Go hit Dylan up and tell him, stop running from the fucking lion.